Cheat Codes on RTHK Radio 3 with Lean On Me. Before that, we heard Fats and Small with Tonight. Right, let's continue to look at some of the authors featured in this year's Hong Kong International Literary Festival. Michael Sullivan is a writer and academic based in Hong Kong and Ireland. He has published 15 books in the fields of literature, philosophy and education studies and has recently published his first novel, Lockdown Lovers. Janice Wong got a chance to speak to him and she first asked him to give a brief spoiler, free breakdown of the book. Yes, well, this is a novel and it's it's set in Hong Kong and in Cork in Ireland. And uh, it follows the course of the lives of uh, six, six characters, including a pangolin, as they try to navigate their way through uh, lockdown conditions in, in Hong Kong and Ireland. Um, and uh, I suppose the... One of the main uh, moments in the novel is where two of the characters, a district councillor and a local Hong Kong academic, uh, break the rules of their quarantine, come together in this kind of uh, passionate moment and uh, and then kind of rediscover something about themselves and the nature of their own lives um, in this experience and also through what lockdown has taught them about themselves as well. Right. I can't help but uh, notice that uh, one of the three narrators in your book is an Irish professor yes. from uh, the Chinese University. And also a part of the story, like you mentioned, is set in the city of Cork in Ireland. And that's your hometown, isn't it? Yes. So you could be you could be excused for uh, finding uh, something autobiographical in this novel. And that is very likely uh, to, to be the case, but I should say that it's only based on uh, it's only based on factual events. And uh, one of the things I do I do really enjoy doing as a first time published nov- novelist is kind of taking readers to the cusp of believability, where they expect a lot of this to be to be true, and then you kind of push it beyond that, and the reader's never sure where fact and fiction actually begin and end. And that's something I enjoyed doing, you know, after the event, actually, when I was when I was writing this novel. So is a lot of your work uh, inspired by real life experience? Uh, well, I'm actually, first and foremost, obviously, an academic. So, you know, I've published a lot of academic books. This was the first uh, novel I had published. Um, but I have been involved in the local creative writing scene and the poetry scene. And the works that I have written and published in, in the poetic scene in, in Hong Kong have definitely been involved and have drawn from my personal experiences in Hong Kong. I think as a writer, you have to draw from, you know, the kind of the, the gritty real life uh, events that you are engaged in on a day to day level. And um, yeah, I've always I've always done that. But as I say, you, you kind of push it then beyond, um, I suppose, the bounds of believability sometimes into a, a kind of an imaginative realm. And that's where it gets um, both interesting for a reader and hopefully interesting for uh, the author as well as he's writing. And uh, like you uh, just mentioned, uh, you've written many other books before this this one, Lockdown Lovers, but, but they were very different, weren't they? Uh, yeah. can, can you tell me a bit about them? Yes. Uh, well, I've, I've, uh, I've published a lot of academic books, probably 14. This is my 15th book. And the reason you publish so much as an academic is because you have to. Uh, but I all, I've always told my students and I've always told my colleagues that if you only do it for, let's say, uh, promotion or for advancement, then the book means nothing to you. So I, I always have a, a strong personal conviction for writing all the books that I have written. But I must say they have been academic. Although recently, for example, the last book I published before this was called uh, Cloneliness. And it was an examination of, of, of loneliness 
in various writers, uh, you know, in various traditions. And I did find myself getting a bit creative in that as well, in terms of how you express the ideas. So I do think that even though, uh, you know, novels and academic writing are quite distinct, quite different genres, there is room for suggesting that they borrow heavily from each other as well. So uh, what inspired you to make uh, this leap from uh, writing more academic books to uh, writing a novel like uh, Lockdown Lovers? Yes, a very good question, Janice. I I was, like all of us, I found myself in a very strange situation at the beginning of 2020, obviously, yes. At the start of 2020, you know, we, we all suddenly were in this world where everything was locked down. We had to deal with ideas such as social distancing, we couldn't interact with colleagues as much as we as we had done previously. We couldn't even teach. So you get to the point where you, you wonder in a kind of existential way, what is my role? What, what, what am I, how am I contributing to society? And that affected my research. And I felt that I couldn't do academic research in a, in a way I wanted to. So I said, um, I believe the value of research lies in documenting what's happening in your society. So I said, why not write about it in a creative way? So I decided to... Um, visit my local Saikong uh, um, McDonald's where I was living at the time to take a, a little notebook with me and to record my thoughts, the experiences of uh, people around me, uh, descriptions of the environment. Um, in this notebook on a day, day-to-day uh, level, uh, and then to kind of make that into a novel. And I should say this also was coming out of a lot of personal changes in my life. I was a father for the first time. I had a two-year-old son. He was one at the time. And um, I had very little time to do research. So I said, if I could get these little moments of time in the morning and write creatively about what was going on in my society, it might have some meaning for people in Hong Kong. So then that developed into, into this novel. And uh, what do you want people to feel after reading uh, uh, your book, Lockdown Lovers? Well, first of all, if they read it, that would be a plus, uh, because obviously it's, it's difficult to... We can't expect our students to buy novels and read them because they're long, and they don't write, like reading long things. But if they do read it, I would like them to try and understand, like I was trying to understand, how we come to terms with this new set of circumstances. I told the editor when I was writing this book that I did it because I believe our students are struggling to understand the confines and the reality of this new era, the COVID era. And I said, if one person can actually get something from this book in terms of understanding better how this moment has arisen, how it relates to other uh, kind of events in our lives, other relationships, other things that we're engaged with, then that's that's a bonus and a real benefit. And... um, I hope I've achieved that purpose, yeah. And I know you will be attending an event on the 14th of November uh, as part of the Hong Kong Literary Festival. What will that be about? Well, that is, I was approached by uh, Catherine Platt of the uh, Hong Kong Literary Festival and uh, she said that the Irish Consulate had um, offered to sponsor an event. And originally the, the, the event was going to be more or less around uh, issues related to my novel, but then I suggested a title, Writing Through Difficult Times, and uh, in, in touch with another uh, writer in uh, Hong Kong, Collier Nogis, we decided to bring in uh, some local writers as well. So this will be a panel of four four authors, uh, two expats, two, two local authors, and we're discussing the theme, the theme uh, Writing Through Difficult Times. So it'll, it'll be four different perspectives on how people coped with this um, 
this uh, rather strange, you know, COVID era lockdown. So, so writing through difficult times, that, that's a very interesting topic, actually. <laughs> yes. uh, and I understand uh, writing is usually a very solitary pursuit. Is the experience of writing a novel um, in lockdown a, a very different process or experience? Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Um, I had written four or five novels prior to this one. Um, most of them got rejected. Uh, and they were written on my own in my office and there was obviously heavy editing. When I wrote this, despite the fact that we were in lockdown, I decided to write it in a public place. So I went into McDonald's and I would get my cheap $15 coffee and I'd sit there and write for 30 minutes because even though we were in lockdown, we were still allowed to, you know, there were still a few tables in there in March, April 2020. You could still sit down. They hadn't brought in uh, so many different uh, social distancing measures. So I actually felt that it was a very different writing experience, writing in public, so to speak, um, and then going home later and transferring almost verbatim what I'd written in public onto the computer. Um, it was a new experience for me. Um, I think it contributed to the, the kind of story I was telling. And ultimately, when I did approach the editor, what she was taken by was the actual story. She said, oh, it sounds like a good story. Let's give it a go. So it is, it is a different experience, I think, writing in public as opposed to writing in a solitary you know, condition in an office. And what advice do you have for writers who are struggling to write during the pandemic? Um, well, I, I would say that we, we have a very u unique set of circumstances in a way where we're, we're able to kind of reflect on our situation, on our whatever, it's, whatever it is, whether we're writers, whether we're um, teachers, you know, we have a lot of time now where we can reflect on our role uh, with students, uh, as colleagues. Uh, maybe before we didn't have so much time to reflect on this. So I think if you're a writer, surely that should help you. Um, but even if you are somebody who is struggling to find new ideas in, you know, this lockdown, uh, extended lockdown environment in an era of social distancing, I still think you can go out and about. You can You can sit in restaurants, you can take your notebook with you you know even even though uh, we're kind of in extended lockdown conditions there there is most restaurants are full you can go in there and you can write and you can observe how people are coping you can uh, devise little stories about the people you see around you and i think um you know if, if you're an artist these things will be forever um inspiring what about uh, people who want to start writing but but just don't know where to start yeah well th that's a very good question uh, janice and i think the urge to write, actually, um, it comes from very deep inside. And um, for me, I mean, as a teenager, I always wanted to write. But I guess the first thing I used to do was read books of people that I really admire. And I would kind of write down little quotations from them that meant a lot to me. And over time, even that process of just, you know, taking a quotation from one place to another, writing it down, allows you to, to string together thoughts, which then can kind of become your own over time. Uh, so if, if you are stuck completely for ideas, why not really dip into some of the, the readers or the writers you like, uh, you know, take some quotations from them and play around with those. Maybe you'll find something original in that. And uh, earlier you said uh, you were rejected four or five times before you could uh, actually publish your first novel. 
how do you, um, what advice do you have for people in dealing with uh, rejection when it comes to uh, publishing books? Well, yeah, re rejection is something you get very used to as an academic and as, as a novelist. Um, it's part of the job, really. Um, and all you can do is, like, even when you get a very bad rejection, uh, there's usually something of value in the criticism that if, if you really think about it, you can say, oh, yeah, that person has a point, actually. I, I should have maybe done that or tried that. So I would always say look for the positives. So if you get if you get any kind of rejection, just look for the positives in whatever the criticism is. Um, I mean, even if, even if you get a rejection where there is very little comment on the reasons why, um, just go again. I mean, that's only one person's perspective. There's all, there's so many publishing opportunities out there, so many publish, publishing houses. And just uh, finally, what next? Uh, will you be uh, writing a, a new book uh, anytime soon? It's done. And it's, it's gone out to uh, a, an editor, but I uh, haven't heard the response back yet. And it's, it's a partial... Some of the characters in this might appear in it again, but the, the new book is actually based in um, more, more in Ireland because it's about memory loss. It's about the experience of a family coping with, um, you know, a, a father who is actually experiencing dementia. And it, it's the coming together of the father and the young child who's just coming into memory. So I, I guess the, the, the agenda there is, is memory and how, how we all experience memory in different ways. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it was a real thrill writing this and it really was inspiring that somebody out there found it good enough to, to want to publish it. And I do hope that, um, you know, a couple of readers will get something from it of, of value. And what's the title of the book? Well, the, the title at the moment, it's from a small little uh, note. My grandfather, who fought in India for the British Army, he, as, as he was leaving on the boat from Belfast in 1920, he penned, he couldn't write very well, he, he wasn't very well educated, but he penned a few words from a song that he had written down uh, as he was leaving his family forever, actually. Um, and uh, that song was called Remember Me. So the, the title of the novel will also be called Remember Me. And as we just heard, that was Michael Sullivan, and he'll be attending an event titled Writing Through Difficult Times, which is on the 14th of November, along with other authors. You can also check out the Hong Kong International Literary Festival website to find out more. Many thanks once again to your wonderful feature, Janice, and a great chat with Michael Sullivan.